Hi there, and welcome to episode 36 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm, to Alex's delight, a blonde-haired version of James Brown after impulsively deciding to let Mrs. ADHD dye my hair. And as usual, that overly happy man joins me, the man born 400 years too late, Dr. Alex Connor. Hi, Alexis. Treacle. Treacle. So now you're Pete from EastEnders circa 1988, are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How are you? I'm very well. Fun fact, actually, James, I've never seen EastEnders. Is it good? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure our entire listenership could have guessed you've never seen a single episode of EastEnders. I'll tell you what I have seen, though. Go on, go on. I've got, I've got this corporate. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that we've made the Chartables top 200 podcasts for global health and fitness and the top 20 in the UK for mental health podcasts. I don't know what that means, but I know that it's higher than <laughs> Attitudes podcast. But James, we have got some way, way to go before we beat Gabby Logan. Yeah, we're we're never beating Gabby Logan. To be fair, are no. we? Are? No. I don't think. I don't know. No, I don't think so. She's probably on EastEnders. <laughs> we do not know why we're getting these numbers. We are simply terrible, but we are very grateful. Mm, we are. I've been sent a letter, James. Can we just get this bit done relatively quickly? Because there's no point me objecting or discussing i know what's going to happen it's going to be shit let's carry on <laughs> that's right james the letters from robert from kidderminster it says <laughs> you like that it's good it says nice hair tintin's let himself go of it hasn't he thanks robert <laughs> yeah he has actually let himself go a lot i've got a real message okay good. anonymous on, i'm afraid but it's a good one it's it yeah. says uh, it's from Twitter. It said, hi, both. Just wanted to say a huge thank you for your podcast. It's helped me through to diagnosis last Friday. I don't think we've read this one out already. I did check. Now, onwards, I'm hoping you will return to looking at professionals. Decent enough IQ, ADHD, and a future one, which is an interesting idea. We have had it a few times. I've enjoyed every single episode and hope you keep them coming. There's so much to cover and you keep it so real, including dealing with emotions, which is huge. Thank you very much, Anonymous. Obviously, we didn't ask. We forgot. Um, we really appreciate it. We do. So, we are going to. We are sorry to cut. Sorry, I'm not actually. I'm not sorry at all to no. cut across you, Alex. I'll just say cutting across you, Alex. Yeah. And um, we had somebody separately contact us about doing a similar episode. They suggested calling it from the safari park to a PhD, which is my career in a nutshell, yeah, yeah. and getting some level of relatively roughly IQ based um, success. So we are going to do something about that in the future. Now you can go ahead and bore everybody. I forgot you were born in a safari park. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, internationally, James, we are up to a frankly ridiculous 108 countries in which we have listeners. That, coincidentally, that's the exact number of times James has had to ask Mrs. ADHD out before she said yes. So in, to celebrate 108, I'd like to say a big private or private to our friends in the Ukraine, which... Uh, is amazing that someone in the Ukraine, at least one person and one listener, has uh, <laughs> has thought. I know how I'll spend the time during the calamity. <laughs> I listened to two twat gibbering on about ADHD. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that, and thank you to our listener in the Ukraine. So, as usual, this utter utter shipwreck of a podcast is a calamity mm. in three parts. We choose a theme. Last week, we spoke about oppositional defiant, or as Alex says, op oppositional defiance <laughs> disorder. And this week, we're talking about uh, a subject that's actually quite commonly 
requested. So thanks to Laura and others for suggesting this, and that's stigma around ADHD. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Alex is going to now tell me where the word stigma comes from because it doesn't sound English. So everyone knows that, James. I'll, I mean, it's common knowledge. But stigma comes from the Latin, Latin for stigma, which means uh, a mark or a brand. Now, I actually, I actually looked this up in preparation for this, Al. <laughs> and there's been a few people getting in touch correcting you for times you've corrected me, but it's actually Greco-Roman, Alex. Well, well, strictly it is, yes. But the wait, James, do you know what Greco-Roman means? It's wrestling. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting into the etymology of Greco-Roman and Latin. Okay. Anyway, the three parts. Does anyone actually make it to part three? I reckon not. I reckon we could probably just repeat the word spunk trumpet two hundred times. In part three, no one listens anyway. Anyway, the three parts include incredibly amateurishly delivered evidence-based psychoeducation from Alex, the psychoeducation monkey, our personal reflections on stigma around ADHD, and Alex, the psychoeducation monkey, is going to explain why this is um, going to be separated over a couple of podcasts. And in the final bit, we're just going to say spunk trumpet 200 times. Um, Actually, that's what Gabby Logan does. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, Gabby, we have heard you say spunk trumpet quite a lot on your podcast. It is, it is. We're, and we're not we're not beneath that easy way to above it. I can't remember the fucking phrase. Anyway, we will give some top tips or something. I don't know. So, Alex, do literally the one thing that you are marginally above average at, and that's to psychoeducate. Dance, monkey dance. Okay, right. So what is stigma? What, I mean, what does it mean? First of all, stigma incorporates elements of stereotyping, elements of prejudice, discrimination, but it goes further than that and it becomes a mark of shame through which the individuality and the qualities of any degraded individual become lost to themselves and in view uh, from other people. Adults with ADHD generally have lower self-esteem than adults without ADHD. Why is it? Good question, but probably largely due to growing up as a neurodivergent person in a society that seems designed for more typical people. It's that we are sort of square pegs in round holes. You like that game, James, don't you? <laughs> Where you have to put pegs in holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ace. Um, to be fair, I can nearly, nearly always um, do the whole, do the whole board. Nearly always. Can you? No. So, broadly, the stigma surrounding individuals with ADHD can be grouped into three categories. Public stigma, courtesy stigma, and self-stigma. Courtesy stigma, which is sometimes called stigma by association, is the tendency for society to stigmatise anyone associated with members of stigmatised groups. An obvious example is mothers of children with ADHD. It's courtesy. (laughs) Did you change... Public to pubic on the script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know. Forty-seven. If I do, you want me to say the word "bum bum"? Would that be funny as well? Bum bum is objectively funny, Alex. I'm sure our listeners I, will agree. I've got stigma by association. <laughs> <laughs> public stigma is the biggie, isn't it? In the eyes of the public, ADHD is often viewed quite negatively. Large portions of adults frown upon having social contact with children displaying symptoms and behaviours consistent with ADHD. 
when compared with children having depression, asthma, standard troubles, children with ADHD engender the greatest desire for social distance from adults. Oh, this next one hurts, James. One in five adults from a nationally representative sample expressed a strong concern about having a child with ADHD move in next door. One in five, James. People are cunts. Well, sorry. <laughs> well, thank you, Wilfred Owen. The, <laughs> I like it when you go off script. The last one is uh, self-stigma. This is um, a whole kind of different flavoured worms. So we're going to talk about self or internalised stigma in the next episode, in part two. It's, that makes this a special, James. I like it special. <laughs> so effectively, ADHD is often experienced as being stigmatising. So externalized stigma. Because of this stigma, children with ADHD are less likely to tell their friends that they are taking medication than, than children with epilepsy, for example, even though both of those have a neurological basis and they include daily medication. Children with ADHD have reported feelings of alienation, feelings of name-calling and being treated differently. I mean, it's no wonder these feelings then persist into adulthood, which the research shows that they tend to. We are essentially the products of our environment as much as the products of our brains. However, even adults that were diagnosed with ADHD when they were adults often say they feel different from other people and experience negative judgments. These are like stigma. This stigma isn't, isn't always perceived, isn't always just imagined. It can be very real. Evidence has shown that other people's perceptions of individuals with ADHD are often negative. Non-ADHD adults can see ADHD adults as, I like this, being less socially desirable than peers with a general medical problem or an ambiguous flaw. So this stigma exists almost everywhere. It's a fairly subtle negative bias toward ADHD. And this has been shown to contribute to rejection of individuals with the disorder, particularly in academic and work settings. Honestly, mate, you should have spent some time reading through the trolling we get around the charity. Yeah, that's it. And and what people say about mm. you haven't got it and all that. So in case we didn't have enough on our plate, ADHD stigma, stigma AD, <laughs> got excited. ADHD stigma has it's got a real effect on us. It affects treatment adherence, treatment effectiveness, symptom aggravation, life satisfaction, and mental well-being of of the individuals who are living with ADHD. That's I am. Um, so as usual, you're a bundle of joy with your psychoeducation, <laughs> but I'm yeah. actually quite angry now after after hearing that. So um, we're going to take a quick break to uh, let me Google Greco-Roman to you in part two. Welcome back to episode 36 of the ADHD Adults podcast. And this is part one of a double header, James, called... ADHD and stigma, and today we're talking about the externalised stigma that adults with ADHD face. As always, it's time for personal reflections of externalised stigma. Do you want to kick us off, old blonde head? <laughs> that <laughs> was the pause that killed me then. No, you, you hadn't come up with an insult, had you? I was meant to Google something. I've forgotten what it was. What was it? It was, um, are wigs expensive? Okay, right, okay, I'll do that. Greco-Roman wrestling. Okay, yeah, wrestling specifically. Yeah, there's something else I've forgotten, but we'll get to it later. Right, personal reflections on external ADHD stigma. 
I'm so angry from part one, to be honest. This may come across as a slightly angry man. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the stigma that I personally have received has been the typical fucking annoying nonsense you get from people that diminishes your experience. So, number one, everybody does that. Now, as Alex has got a really good analogy for this, and I hope that he made it up and not someone else and he takes credit for it. But Alex's analogy is that ADHD is an extreme of a mental continuum, a little bit like being tall is an extreme of a physical continuum. And what you don't get is short people saying, well, everyone's a little bit tall. Or if a tall person reaches something off a shelf, saying, well, everyone reaches off shelves occasionally. And that's what really annoys me. And I know that some people that say this are, I don't know, trying to bond with you or trying to share an experience, but it diminishes what you do with ADHD. So when you say, oh, I lose my glasses, you know, and they'll say, oh, yeah, no, but everyone does that, don't they? Not 50 times a day, not to the point where they have to buy 10 extra pairs. Linked to that is the equally annoying, everyone's a bit ADHD, though. Now, taking Alex's, is it yours, by the way, Alex, or did you steal it off somebody? The tall, short thing is mine. The term yes. extreme of mental continuum is literally okay. the medical term. That's, that's enough for me to happily say you plagiarized it. So <laughs> using, using Alex's analogy, yes, everyone is a, a bit ADHD. If it's a mental continuum, everyone will have occasionally, or lots of people rather will have occasional issues with executive function or attention, for example. But not every day and not 50 times a day. So again, when people say to you, yeah, but isn't everyone a bit ADHD? No, they're not actually and you're just you're just feeding this fucking stigma by by diminishing the experience of people with adhd the next one well you just jump in on a bandwagon yeah oh yeah adhd is this new thing it, it only it was only discovered last year al and then when you actually <laughs> yeah, look okay. and see that, it, that there are german books written in 1755 and throughout the 18th century which alex has probably read just because of you know when they're written talking about adhd medical textbooks describing adhd in children in the 18th century oh yeah it's a fucking bandwagon it's just a bandwagon that's taken 350 years to arrive for fuck's sake sorry i'm quite angry the german um, for bandwagon is bandwagon <laughs> thanks al like i couldn't be more angry thanks for that <laughs> fourth on this shit list of external yeah. stigma is i'm gonna be careful what i say here um, let's just say the response of people who have employed me at having to deal with me effectively. And mm. that, again, that diminishing response, again, is built around stigma because the information that the personnel departments at this organization had was so massively out of date and full of typical myths and bullshit that, again, that builds stigma because, you know, as an employee, you can work long hours. As an employee, you'll be able to hyper-focus on your job. As an employee, you'll think outside the box, and that's useful for the team. Well, yes, some people with ADHD, if they get reward from their job, will be able to hyper-focus. And some people with ADHD, if they like their job and it's interesting, will be able to work long hours. And some may be creative thinkers, but we're not all the fucking same. And that, and that, that stigma, therefore, is sometimes kind of, um toxic positivity almost that, that builds to yeah. this this vision of what adhd is to then leads people with adhd feeling fucking diminished and it really gets on my tits um where was i yeah and the other thing related to that is again sometimes employee based sometimes i don't know friends or family or people you're around based but that's the inability or the unwillingness to accept that i've got adhd and the impact it has on my ability to do shit and that can mean when you tell somebody 
it's okay calling me to ask me to do something, but you need to write it down and send it me in a text or an email because I'm not going to remember it. And they say, yeah, and then don't. And then you get shit for not doing that thing. And really, that's not on me. That's on them for having been told, I've got ADHD and I need you to do this to help me do my job. And then, and then they don't do it. Um, yeah, the last thing, I'm sorry, I've taken far too long, but I'm really angry, Al. The last thing is, is, is initial negativity about me not wanting to go places that don't feel safe. And it's just a little bit and just not from certainly from close friends, but just a little bit of negative kind of viewing of me because I, I literally don't feel safe going to a place and seeing some people. And again, that just diminishes you, makes you feel shit about yourself. I've, But apart from that, none. Oh yeah, apart from that, there's no stigma at all. I think you better you better take you better you better carry on because I'm just I'm too fucking angry, mate. Sorry. While you were saying that, you seem so angry. My brain was going, what what Latin phrase would rhyme in the most? <laughs> 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 that, that's that's where we are in our friendship. <laughs> it is. I, friendship. All of those though, James. All of them back at you. Me too. The ban. You know, for the bandwagon thing, for public stigma, I've had it for years. So there's a comedian I quite like, and they tweeted recently, there's currently an epidemic of two comedians a week getting diagnosed with ADHD. And I get that it's a joke, and it, it was, you know, that's the job, isn't it? But what it, the joke does is it relies on the known stigma that thinks that people somehow want a fraudulent ADHD diagnosis because it's a badge or it's useful or something. Useful for what? Weak-ass speed and, and like, a two-year waiting list for six sessions of CBT. I hope it is two a week. One in 40 people have ADHD, and less than one in 4,000 are being treated for it. Half a percent of the people diagnosed or who reach diagnostic criteria, half a percent actually get medication in the UK. And, you know, that is that it's not the comedian it's that that's you know a funny joke it's good it it's it, it relies on a stigma that everybody thinks i've i've had people directly ask me not to talk about my adhd because they're worried about future employers reading it i'm not sure how well that request i've had my actual gp in birmingham tell me i should do meditation instead of taking medication that i take Sorry, stop what? taking your medication Stop taking your medication. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't do that. And and meditate instead. Yeah. And it was religious medication, meditation as well from, a, a, you know, a, just, it was mind-boggling. It was a, quite a few years ago, and I, before, you know, I had as much you know, sort of capital as I get now, I probably have now, and it was horrible. It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed. I hear from people we both do don't we James people uh, we hear from women and people of color and honestly my experience is pretty tame compared to what we hear a lot of yeah sometimes it feels like Schrodinger's diagnosis <laughs> apparently everyone's desperate for a false diagnosis but if you get one you can't talk about it because it's negative it is <laughs> well which is you can't have it bro it's clearly there yeah I think for courtesy stigma stigma by association I've often wondered how it affects people in my family I don't think my parents would bring it up in, in the circles there. Maybe they would. I'm, I'm going to have to ask them. I know they've gone full circle. My mum recently said, can, could you give this birthday card to Lisa, my wife? Actually, I shouldn't ask you, should I? As if like I can, can't do basic. I've got a PhD. I can do that bit. <laughs> I have forgotten. <laughs> so 
Lisa, my wife, has to has constantly, she has to tell people because they ask her what I do. And she says, oh, God, I don't know. He's ridiculous. So lots of things all the time. So I think it affects my network, courtesy stigma, quite a lot. It doesn't affect me personally so much anymore yeah. because I am so lucky I don't have to give a shit. Yeah. But it did. It really did. And you, it re- you, rec- a lot of you, you recently said in a in a, another podcast, one that we're, we're fans of, didn't you, about yeah. your attitude to not giving a shit. Where did that come from, Al? Do you remember what you said in that podcast? Uh, oh. It's just belt and braces trying to embarrass you twice, if I can, in public. Why don't we play that game of wait, what you've lost, <laughs> what you've stolen, or I don't know, smoke? That's the I first, time you've ever, first time you've Let's ever play that game. Play that game. Okay, like, full disclosure I said something nice that James' his diagnosis was useful for my journey. Journey, journey, journey. Fuck off. Right, let's play the game. <laughs> Right, okay then. <clears throat> we have got time for a game of what's James forgotten, mislaid, lost, or basically done at ADHD this week. So, um, this quiz is about something that I, um, something that I didn't or did pack when I needed to go to a meeting. Okay, so I have a laptop bag that I put all of my shit in when I go to like a work meeting, uh, including the mouse for my MacBook. Um, so you've got three options as to what I packed instead of my laptop mouse. So option one is a measuring tape. Option two is a case for my glasses, an empty case. And option three is nothing. I just didn't pack it. Ooh, that's a good one. MacBook. You can't just say laptop, can you? <laughs> I think you haven't got a measuring tape because you're... You only need one that goes up to four inches, so you use a ruler. Yeah, so we're still going with the the, the method yeah, of the instrument to find the It's worked. It's worked the last couple of times, hasn't yeah. it? So, yeah. I think that even you're not monumentally stupid enough to just pack nothing, and you're you'd like stubby little hands work like a glasses case. They they wouldn't know the difference. So I think it's stubby hand glasses case. Well, I'm delighted to tell you you're wrong. Ended your winning run. For those watching on YouTube, there is the measuring tape that I packed instead of the mouse for my laptop into the bag. And obviously, it was completely fucking useless. So I think you've got, was it 13 we got up to? 13 out of 26 now. I think you're back down to 50%, mate. I'll just check my notes. Great. On that brilliant note, I'm a little bit less angry now Alex has lost, actually. So that's definitely him being made to look like an idiot kind of diminishes my anger. We'll be back, though, in part three to give you some top tips on this. See you in a bit. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> he called me the C word just as we came in. I, I did, I did. So, um, Alex, no, not Alex, everyone else. Welcome back to part three of the ADHD Adults podcast. Gabby would never do this, James. No, no, she also she also wouldn't swear quite as much. I don't know, she might do. I don't listen to the podcast. Um, this, is where we give, this is where we give what we laughably call top tips, or at least in my case. So, Alex, what would your top tips be for dealing with external stigma? It's a huge question, isn't it, really? I mean, it's, it's you can't change other people. You only your reaction to them having said that that if you do want to broach it with people the first thing i would say advice this is my tip is to split the people you speak to 
into people you think it would be emotionally safe to discuss it with, and those you will never change. And don't bother. That is just playing chess with a pigeon. They'll think they've won. They'll shut all over the board and nothing will change. Don't bother with those. So the people you do need to talk to, if you need to discuss it with them, write down what you think are some key things that are important to you that are objective. That's why we do what we do. So for me, for example, I often talk about the 5% reduction in in four brain size or in brain size. Some of the really bad stats we face, like, you know, dying six years early, untreated, six times more suicide, all those sorts of things. And I explain those, but then the important bit is to follow that up with how it feels to hear the stigma and to live with what you've got to live with, with that stigma happening. That's that's it, really. Um, I, I guess, you know, as, as you're about to say, because I can see it on the thing, James, educate, spread the word, share experience. If you have capital and power, <laughs> do it. If you don't feel safe doing that, come and laugh with us about it instead in private. We defang the pain by taking the piss out of ourselves and taking the piss out of the stigma as well. That's what we do. Go on, James. What about you? Good. Just to pre-warn you, I've changed <clears throat> the very end of the script while we're talking, so don't get, don't panic when you see the end. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So You're modern. The problem is I'm angry at the minute, Al, and that means, I mean, everyone knows my top tips are shit, let's be honest. Yeah, it's dreadful. But I'm going to struggle to give top tips that are valid when I'm in this state. So let's acknowledge yeah. that I'll get it all out in one really bad top tip and okay. then try something. If that helps me with the the, the bile that's coming up, yeah. that helps me. So what I would say is that essentially it's important to be able to say, fuck them, fuck those cunts. Honestly, they're okay. not important. They don't define who you are and what you do. And if people want to build a stigma, then just do not let it affect you which is difficult, and that's why it's a useless top tip. Now I've got a little bit of anger out. What I would say is, fuck those cunts. No, okay. <laughs> what I would say is <clears throat> something which is almost clever, which Alex alluded to in Storm of Thunder, which is educate, spread the word, share experiences. But I'm really angry, Al. Honestly, I am angrier than you normally make me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that's a weird feeling for me. So, so, so obviously don't try to let other people's fucking ignorance and prejudice affect you because you are valid your adhd is valid and everything else frankly is bollocks you need to calm down james i don't think you need to calm down you are valid and if you haven't got an adhd diagnosis and even if you have adhd traits and you wouldn't reach a diagnosis it's still valid it's valid to do do the things that you think are right it is i don't think it's unreasonable mate. i, I completely agree we get a bit fed up don't we yeah, we we do. I think it's it's only when I really think about it again because I haven't had a lot of stigma, but it's only when I think about the people out there that have it. Just it just fucking gets my goat right. Um, we've just got time to finish off with a quick. It's not a product recommendation of the week, but it's a relevant, I think, recommendation of the week. It's something that I use when I'm coaching, and that is to ask people to write a letter to themselves about their ADHD. How does your ADHD manifest itself? How does it make you feel? How does it make you feel when you're diminished? And this works for a number of different things. First of all, it really helps you think about your ADHD, about how it uh, presents itself. How does it impact your everyday life? And how does it make you feel to be like that? And when you've got that letter to yourself written down, you can use that to speak to other people. So when people do question ADHD, 
and ask you know what in, what impact it has or ask what it is you can actually you don't have to read them or give them the letter but you've got something you can work with to say well actually my adhd is like this and this is how it makes me feel i hate it you know or, or i love it whatever your emotional response to adhd is and then hopefully by people hearing about adhd and not thinking it's you know young boys running around in the classroom being uncontrollable that actually it's this really complex condition disorder that lots of adults have then hopefully that will be one less person that believes in the myth and the stigma so think about writing a letter to yourself i like that a lot and and those feelings that you're having when you're writing it it doesn't matter if they're different tomorrow they're just your feelings now you don't need to get it right first time and even more importantly is to have a really nice pen to write it with <laughs> okay <laughs> Is that that's not that's not that's the one you won from winning the crossword, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The okay. Sunday Times crossword competition. Right. Just, no. I'm just sorry, I'm not I'm not even letting you not even letting you dwell on that. Okay. <clears throat> that was episode 36 of the ADHD UK podcast, where we focused in the first of a two-part double fister on external stigma of ADHD. As usual, if you want to get in touch, contact us on the socials at ADHD Adult UK. We'll see you next time for the second part of our double fister. <laughs> Double header. Bye all.